Welcome to Canucks After Dark. Here are your hosts, Parker Hallowell and Clay Emo. Good evening, Vancouver. It is the start of a new era. It is everything is perfect. Life is good. The Canucks are winning. We have a fun head coach. Jim Benning is gone. Travis Green is gone. John Weisbrod is gone. Nolan Baumgartner is gone. Brock Besser scored. It's a great night uh, for the Vancouver Canucks and therefore the world. Canuck Clay is joining me as always. Uh, removed about 30 minutes from being at the Canucks game itself. How are you doing tonight? Parker, I think we have a lot of things to talk about. We are going to not... Be short of anything. Thank you for waiting for me. I know you had a really good stream just now, so thank you. Yes, I walked in my office door literally two minutes ago. Thank you for the call, making sure I was good. But yeah, I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here with you. I'm happy to witness a 4 nothing win. I'd love to hear your insight. I can give you some insight from being at the game, but all things are new. Bruce, there it is. Yeah, Bruce, there it is indeed. I can't <laughs> believe that was a chat that we had, or a chat that was going, which is awesome. And I mean, he, he seems like... I mean, just off of just off of today, where we had uh, a couple of great press conferences, media availabilities that that came through, and uh, he just seems to really be a person that everyone can vibe with, um, which is kind of what this team needs, right? This team needs to let loose a little bit. This team needs to have some fun. They need to score some goals. Um, they go out, they score four goals tonight. They allow zero, um, and uh, overall, just a fun, fun game. It was. And uh, did you watch the whole thing? Were you able to watch the whole thing from home? Oh yeah, yep, yeah. What were your pre- what were your impressions overall? Uh, just everyone felt more aggressive. Yeah. Like, like that's all, that's all it felt like. Uh, it felt like people were working harder. It felt like, uh, people wanted it more. They were going after pucks. They were throwing the body around. They were winning battles. They were scoring goals. Uh, we had JT Miller shooting pucks at 97 miles an hour, apparently. <laughs> um, like everyone just seemed like they wanted to win tonight. Uh, and I mean, that comes from the top down, right? Yeah. What was interesting, Parker, is at the arena too. Uh, the I don't know if you agree with me. The first ten minutes, the Canucks were aggressive, but they weren't really doing anything. They, yeah. they were skating hard, they were forechecking hard, they were backchecking hard, but they seemed very disconnected. A lot of icings. I think there was four in the first thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah, and then and it took a while for them to get going. The crowd, they weren't. They certainly weren't restless. No one, nothing's restless compared to Saturday night. But they were certainly kind of waiting, kind of anticipating. And then as the game got going, yeah, you just start, start to see everything you just talked about. They Two men in on the forecheck as opposed to one. Actually, Pod Colson and Pedersen on the penalty kill. I know we're going to talk about that. There's just so many cool things that we haven't seen tried uh, in, in the past four to five years. So I, I was happy. I was certainly very happy. Yeah, and it was just everything felt kind of new. Uh, and that's what this team needed. So we obviously have a lot to talk about tonight because um, – Tonight's game was good enough that it it not it didn't overshadow obviously what happened yesterday, but it, <laughs> it it sort of it sort of validated it in a way. And again, it's one game, but uh, yeah. obviously we're going to spend quite a bit of time on Jim Benning, Travis Green, uh, Bruce Boudreaux as a whole. Uh, we have Stan Smeal taking over as interim GM, which was an interesting decision uh, in my yeah. opinion until I heard him talk today, and now I'm sold. Um, so we're, and then we're going to talk about the press conferences. Like I said, uh, we'll dive into the last couple of games a little bit, but I mean, that's the past. That's a whole different era, uh, at this point. So, um, 
do we want to get started with do you do you want to do tonight's game first since you're fresh off of it or do we want to do the big stuff first yeah you know we usually i say let's go chronologically but because literally we are so fresh of it i'm, I'm ready to do tonight's game and work backwards tonight if you want but i will say this parker uh you were joking around not joking around in your streams the last two weeks fire everyone fire everyone i know we're gonna get to that but you're right they almost fired everyone yeah it was uh yeah last night was crazy and um Maybe we do just get into that because it was because okay. just like the timeline is is just like there in my head. So sure. Basically, we get the tweet at like 5 p.m. from Elliot Friedman out of the blue. Doesn't say like the Canucks have fired Travis Green. Doesn't say anything about Jim Betting. He just said, I'm hearing that Bruce Boudreaux is the next head coach of the Canucks. And that's all he says, which is like, wait, don't they? They already have a coach. Like what's what's going on here? Um, and then so. I'm there. I'm like ready to make a video. And then, and then like, I think Dan Murphy tweeted, like, um, doesn't, this might not be it. And then someone said, uh, this doesn't, it doesn't sound like management made this hire, which was real, like a real indictment, mm. um, saying that it sort of came from the very top. Um, what was your like first reaction seeing, seeing this stuff drop? It's funny. It's a, it's, it's a tale of two content creators. For me, I had to leave for church at 545. So I can only go with what I know. And then I'm gone for two hours. Right. So then I said, okay, maybe Brujo's going to be the next coach. I hate to do stuff that's not confirmed, but whatever. I learned my lesson. And uh, yeah, I was, I was surprised. And I, I honestly, I felt bad for Travis Green. And this isn't pity party. At Travis Green, good person. Jim Benning, good person. Results oriented business. I get that. But I had to feel for Travis Green, just, just think, you're sitting at home and you're reading all those reports of someone taking your job. And I'm sure he heard from the team. I'm, yeah, I, I think so. it had happened. Yeah. I think they said it had happened earlier in the day. Right. So I think yeah. I think you it had been done. But yeah. Sure. It just, yeah, it just, it, that's the only part that I kind of felt a, a little bit bad for. By the way, how are you feeling, man? You're, you're a trooper. I, I've, yeah. I've been better, uh, <laughs> but I'm doing okay. okay uh, we'll, we got to fight through it tonight. Tonight's, you are the big, tonight's the big night. Just like the Canucks. So yeah, overall, I did feel bad for Green, but I was excited and uh, I'm, I'm no Nostradamus or whatever the guy's name is, but I was always talking about Boudreaux and Balsma as my, at least my two choices. And so I, I was happy. I was happy. And Boudreaux kind of through his press conference today, kind of affirmed reaffirmed my thoughts he's a funny guy man he's a funny yeah guy. he is and i mean i was watching because all everyone was posting all the clips on twitter yeah. right there's there's the one of his speech in the uh in the capitals locker room where he's like he's like why are you guys so sad like it's sort of like the gist of it with a lot more swearing involved uh which was hilarious and then the other clip of him in a mall trying to get ice cream at 10 a.m. and they wouldn't serve him oh, I haven't seen um, that one yet. <laughs> where he's just he's going to a Hagen dazs he's like it's 10 a.m. it's a great time for ice cream and they're not giving it to him uh which is just a it's a hilarious clip and then like him getting onto the ice today and almost falling over <laughs> yes. and, like it was it was kind of the perfect storm of fun yeah. right it was like all right yeah we've gotten rid of you know Travis Green is a very serious coach right he has his you know moments in the media where he cracks a couple of jokes but yeah. all in all he's he's been very you know uptight very serious uh For which sure. is fine i have nothing against that but just sort of the the like a, it's just a dramatic like 180 to go to yeah. bruce boudreau who's sitting down he just sits there he starts laughing with the media <laughs> like he's cracking jokes and everything like that and it's like it's like man he's you can tell he's happy to be here and you can tell right. that he is going to try to make the players happy and he's going to try yeah. to make the team fun. 
which right. is so so important when you're when you're a team that's eight and fifteen, right? You're a team that needs to start having fun again uh, because you're not going to score. You know, if you're losing every game two one, you're not scoring any goals. Mm. Uh, you're not having any fun. Yeah, yeah, great points. And you heard, you could tell that in the way he carried himself. You can hear guys like Horvat and Pearson saying he came in and told us that he believes in us, that we're good players. You hear Boudreaux saying these are some really good players. Um, I don't know if you heard the, or you probably didn't hear the post game because you're you're doing your show. Mm-hmm. I was I was driving the radio. There was one funny thing Parker he said in this post game. They were talking about the penalty kill and how um, the reporters were surprised how aggressive the penalty kill was tonight. And <laughs> Boudreaux said something like. Well, it seemed like sitting back wasn't really working for this team. So, <laughs> so, so a, a tiny bit of shade, not, not brutal, but it was honest. But it, it's it, fair, it, though, right? It, it like, is. It's totally fair. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's great. I, I'm excited to listen to that later on. But it, it was pretty funny. It yeah. was pretty funny. But yeah, so so to get back to that. So then, when you heard then that it was going to be Boudreaux replacing Green, did you have and it, yeah, and uh, probably smart that you waited to do your video. Did you know for sure that betting was gone? Or were you actually kind of waiting to say, what the heck? This might be the only change? Yeah, so I actually didn't know. I was about 30 minutes late finding out uh, because yep. I was in bed <laughs> yesterday at yeah. about 5 o'clock. And, and I was just like, and, and then I saw like someone had gone live on Twitter to talk about it. And I got a notification for that. And I was like, wait, <laughs> why, are, why is someone doing a stream on Boudreaux right now? And then I go and I see the tweet. And then... I saw a couple other tweets uh, of, of people saying there might be other stuff. And then eventually Darren Drager said, it sounds like betting is out. And then once I saw the, the Irfan Gaffar tweet that yeah. said that basically broke it down. He was like, it sounds like uh, Benning wise broad Baumgartner green are out. Uh, Chris gear will take the AGM role, which was wrong, but it was a, it was a decent shot. Yeah. Um, and Boudreaux and um, oh, what's his name? Walker yeah. uh, would come in. Uh, as coach and assistant coach, and I was like, "Okay, that's enough info. Let's let's actually start thinking about this and and put it together." And I mean, my I don't know. I didn't. I guess I didn't know Bruce Boudreaux very well. Like I mm. like when I when I heard the name, I'm like, "Oh, he's only he just seems mad all the time." And then I actually like <laughs> what? And then I because you you see the the darn gif of him, and yes. you see like all the and you see him just like the one where he's I think it's Tim Peel, the ref he's yelling at. He's like Tim. Tim, come here. And then he just like <laughs> yells at him. It's like, hey, like this is the guy they're getting. All right. And then you yeah. watch all the other videos of him. You're like, man, this guy's this guy's just having fun. And and yeah. I mean, you look at his you look at his record, right? I bad in the playoffs. Bad yeah. in the playoffs. Um, I'm I'm good with that right now. You want it, you want it? Oh, a good regular season coach? Sure, sign me up because I well, you can't have a good playoff coach if yeah. you don't make the playoffs. It is crazy that in his 11 full seasons across the three teams, he's made the playoffs 10 times. And yeah. one, and then an, an 11th season, he almost made it. He came in fifth after he joined the team halfway through. That is crazy. 10 playoff out of 11. And that's sure he never got past the third round and then a lot of first round exits. But yeah, and it's funny. You mentioned that I thought he was mad all the time. I, I This is kind of bad, man. But I, I would always get Boudreaux and Trotz, Barry Trotz mixed up a little bit. Just because of, you know, kind of short, big and, you know, white and bald. Right? So, uh, but I knew Trotz was a really good guy. I knew both of them have no neck. Well, I shouldn't really talk. But then Boudreaux, yes, I, I remember the HBO F-bombs and blah, blah, blah. And I forgot how affable. I forgot how likable he is. And yes, it's only been one day. But um, what a ch- you're right. 180 is the best way to put it. And that's not to say Travis Green didn't have his moments, as, as you said. Mm-hmm. But pretty hard for Travis Green to have good moments in the past one and a half seasons for sure. 
Yeah, and I think breath of fresh air is a term we're going to hear yeah. a lot. Uh, because yeah. it is what it felt like, right? And I mean, just all day today, seeing everything coming out and... And then, yeah, the press conferences and it's like it just it feels like an entirely different vibe around this team. And that that's exactly what they need, because this team has been uh, real down, uh, real down <laughs> lately. So, um, yeah, I mean, do we want to reflect a little bit on uh, on sure. the on the past? Yeah. Um, let's reflect a little bit, I guess, on the management side, because we don't have a replacement for Jim Benning yet. Um, yeah. We heard Francesco talk. He was asked directly about Mark Bergevin today, which I hope does mm. not happen. What do you think uh, of Francesco? By the way, I thought he was better than before. Better. I, I don't know I why he doesn't okay. talk more. I, he actually like, he's actually a decent yeah. speaker. But a I lot of people like, slam him, man. A lot of people slam him. Say he's like the worst public speaker ever. And blah, yeah, blah, blah. and I think yeah. it's because we're used to watching Jim Benning talk, and then you see, <laughs> and like Francesco did a pretty good job. And I, I there was yeah. a tweet. I think it was Blake Price who tweeted out, like it's clear that Francesco just doesn't like doing it because he's perfectly fine at it. Like he could mm. do it uh, if mm. he needed to. Um, but I thought he did a, a fine job and yeah, he was asked directly about Bergevin. Um, yeah. he was asked, you know, and, and he sort of said, look, we're going to take our time. We're going to turn over every leaf. We're going to look at every guy we can, uh, which is definitely the right approach. Um, but it leaves, uh, it leaves Stan Smeal in there and the Sedins and this whole committee. But yeah, with, with Jim Benning gone, um, I mean, it's, it's too late, <laughs> but, but at least it finally, at least we're finally past that point. Yeah. It's interesting. You mentioned the whole Chris gear thing. That's the first thing I saw too. And I know that Chris gear had a big hand in negotiating a lot of these contracts, all the ones that we like the Demko, the Besser, the, the Horvat, the PD, the Hughes, the Garland contracts. We knew that Chris gear had a big hand in those. So it would make sense if he was the, the sole AGM, right. Or the interim GM, excuse me. But then, yeah, and then we started to hear, we knew the scenes would be involved, but we didn't know how much. Then we started to hear, of course, what it turned out to be, Stan Smeal and Ryan Johnson, as opposed to Chris Gear. And you mentioned that you were impressed with how uh, Smeal sounded today. Yeah, I uh, I definitely was. He was, um, he seemed very calculated. He seemed mm. like he knew what he was talking about. Like, he mentioned that, like, you know, when he, when he talked about it, he's like, I've been a Canuck for 40 years. It's like yes. the only job he's ever had has been a part of this team, right? Uh, and he genuinely cares. Uh, yeah. And and I think that's really important, right? He even said, like, after the game on Saturday, he, he went to Francesco and, and said, like, like, look, something has to has to change, mm. uh, which is very important. Uh, and, and I uh, I thought he was a great speaker, a much better speaker than he was at the 2019 NHL draft. Did he say uh, Puts, Putzloven's name today? No. He did not. He was not okay. asked to, um, but I'm sure he would have done great. I'm sure he's been practicing. <laughs> Um, but in general, I, I think, uh, I, I really, I, and I, I mean, just Twitter sentiment as a, as a whole, right. Everyone was like, yeah, steamer's awesome. Like, like he is, he is speaking so well. Um, and, and you know, it's kind of surprising that he hasn't represented the team at all in the past really. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, what can you say? He's one of, uh, you know, one of the numbers up in, in the rafters and, uh, yeah, heart, He's kind of like the the old school Linden, right? Linden, heart of the Canuck, one of the best Canucks ever. Maybe not skill wise, but certainly heart and soul. And that's who you have in Stan Smeal for for those of the older folk in here for sure. So, yeah, not bad. Um, and so we had Smeal and, and Aquilina. Yes, I agree with you. I thought Aquilina handled himself quite well. He didn't really duck the questions, and but I guess people are saying we haven't heard from him since they hired Linden. 
2014 is the last That's time he had like a press conference. Seven years ago? Crazy. He's had a couple of like 650 interviews, I think, and right. like prepared statements, but yeah. he hasn't been questioned over anything. And, and there were some hard questions asked of him. Uh, yep. And he, you know, I mean, I don't know if I believe all of his answers uh, as a whole, <laughs> right? There was the one, I mean, he was asked basically directly about uh his ownership style and and sort of meddling in in team affairs and and then he had that sort of talk about how like the manager manages the coach's coach the owner owns like all this stuff and i don't know if i totally buy that but yeah. uh he said the right thing um and then there was also the talk about like he was asked uh, and it's something that we talked about last week about how travis green has sort of been thrown under the bus here right like he's been yeah. he's been the only guy to go out and talk when there's you know, the, the Vertanen allegations and like all these other like bad things happen. And it's always Travis green. It's always here. Here's Travis green. He's our spokesperson and it's never the GM. It's never the owner, right? Things are never coming from the top. Yeah. Uh, and he was asked about that. And I mean, he, he didn't really answer that question, um, which I thought was, and I think it was J Pat who answered it, who, who asked it. And then he said it was kind of a loaded question. Loaded. <laughs> and I, and I didn't, I didn't love that response, but uh, regardless, I mean, I, I think uh, I think he did all right. By the way, Parker, if I may, I see over 200 people watching the stream right now. So thank you to all 200 of you. And I see that we are less than 140 away from 1,000 subscribers. So if I may, I, I, Parker, I'm sure you don't mind. If For anyone watching right now who has not subscribed to this channel, Canucks After Dark, we encourage you to hit the subscribe button now because I'd love for us to get over 900 tonight. If we get close to 950, that's even better. So uh, you may subscribe to Parker's Pucks. Yeah, you may subscribe to Canuck Clay, but we want you subscribe, especially right now, to Canucks After Dark. Parker, I don't know how to read the numbers. Uh, I don't know if you can see if it's going up at all, but let's get some more subs as we continue to talk about this new era. And as, as Parker said, the day of reckoning, as I said, uh, clean sweep or clean slate, whatever. Bruce, there it is. Fresh air, everything. Let's continue chatting and being happy. And you know, it's funny, Parker. I don't, what was the mood like in your in your post game from a standpoint of did anyone just say kind of slow your roll, calm down? It's only been I, one game. <laughs> I was trying to hedge it a little bit because I knew I knew someone would. So yeah. I was kind of like, I was like, look, let's get this out of the way. It's one game, <laughs> but doesn't it feel different? Like this is this isn't the same team. Like if you yeah. if you had looked at the team that played Saturday night against Pittsburgh. And then you showed a clip of the team that played tonight against LA. Yeah. You would not, but like you erase the numbers, you erase the names of the jerseys. You, you take the colors off the jerseys, right? You say, are these the same team? No, you don't. You don't, you say, there's no way those are the same team, right? They looked so much different. Yeah. Um, and look, if they had come out tonight and won four, nothing, but they didn't look any different, it would have been a different vibe, right? Like it would have been like, Oh, okay. They won. That's great. But there was a clear, increase in aggressiveness there was uh there was you know there was more heart it seemed like and yeah. um i mean you know they they did the job tonight right we can only we can only talk about what they have had in front of them and uh and they did what they had to do even chase on and lamico looked good tonight and it was funny another thing i went parker when you listen to the post game boudreau he was he couldn't remember lamico's name so he says yeah the new guy the, the guy who scored his first goal ever that guy and then, and then someone said Lamico goes, Oh yeah, Lammy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. See, like, like who thought Lamico would have had a chance all alone in the slot and ripped it off the post and then yeah. score a period later, yeah. like, like things like that. And, and someone had asked me in, in my post game, they said, was there anyone that played worse than normal tonight? 
And I genuinely couldn't come up with an answer. I was, I was like, I genuinely thought everyone played a little better than normal tonight. I didn't notice anyone who looked bad. Right. I thought Pullman looked a little better. I thought, you know, (laughs) chase on looked a little better. Lamico looked a lot better. Right. It was uh, it was a, it was a big difference. Interesting. I'm just looking at the ice time, Parker. I'm not sure you brought this up of the defensemen. Mm-hmm. You had Hughes at 26. They're all the Myers. same. Yeah. Myers at 19. <laughs> and then the other four guys at 17. It was just crazy. Yeah. yeah. And Hughes is just all power play time. Right. Cause he had, he yeah. was the only defenseman on the power play. He played like five and a half minutes on the power play. Um, but yeah, Ekman Larson was yeah. Ekman Larson wasn't even ready for one of the changes. Cause he, he just kind of sat back at the bench and just, <laughs> yeah. So it, uh, it was, it was just a fun night. That's all I really yeah. have to say about it. Yeah. It was good. It was a it was a great start. Uh, good vibe in the arena for sure. Like I said, it started off a little bit slow, a little tentative, but um, as the game went on, there's certainly a, a good feeling in the arena for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Um, all right. Do we want to talk about? Uh, I mean, we kind of we've kind of been all over the place, right? We talked about yeah. the game. We talked about uh, the GM, the coach, all this stuff. Um, any other uh, any other Bruce Boudreau stuff you want to talk about? Yeah, you know, maybe. Well, yeah. Okay, one other thing. Uh, you 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 probably touched on this already. And if I'm uh, stuttering a lot, which I know I am, I'm in a good mood because they won. But I'm uh, you're sick, and I'm coming off a three hour sleep. I don't know what I was doing last. I'm this guy is too old to try and survive on three hours sleep. But we'll get through together. We will get through. He makes offensive players better, and he actually referenced Brock Besser in the same breath as Ovechkin. Now, he didn't say that they're the same player, but although there's some similarities, but uh, he was basically saying Brock's just got to shoot, right? Petey just got to do what Petey does. And I I think, I kind of think, Parker, that Travis Green or the players got in their own head so much, oh, I better not make that foray into the zone, or I better not try this, because not that they're going to get lambasted by the coach, but that didn't fit the system. And today I saw not so much system, but it was aggressive yet. It was still disciplined. You can Mm -hmm. be aggressive and and yes, you have Thatcher Demko back there to bail you out, but even Demko didn't have to make any crazy saves tonight. He was solid for his first shutout. Isn't that telling though, that he didn't get one shutout under, you know, prior to tonight. And yeah, this is second (laughs) regular season shutout ever. That's crazy. Um, I think one of, one of Boudreaux's quotes um, was like, well, why do you have to be bad at defense to be good at offense? Is what he said in his press conference. He's like, he's like, why do I have to only be good at offense, right? Why can't we just be good at both? <laughs> it's like, great huh, point. That's a good point. And then uh, also, yeah, he was talking about what he said to Besser, right? He was like, yeah, I pulled him aside and I said, look, when I I coached Minnesota, you killed mm-hmm. us, right? Like, <laughs> you just you you scored every game against us. Like, you can do it. Just go do it. And look, the goal Besser scored tonight wasn't a goal scorer's goal. But yeah, I mean, he shot off Doughty skating in, which I mean, kind of makes it better to be honest. But <laughs> I mean, th- you kind of create your own luck in those scenarios, right? Like, yeah. like if you're a, if you're a goal scorer, you, you take those shots. Sometimes you get a good bounce and they go in, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. that's how you got to break a slump. You just got to get lucky, right? You go 14 games or whatever it was of the goal. Yeah. Um, you know, you just need a good bounce and he got it. And, you know, hopefully that leads into some more. And it's funny, you bring that up. You mentioned the way Besser scored versus the way Miller scored, right? Both guys got one goal, one assist tonight. But the precision and the power behind Miller's shot compared to Besser, and I'm not saying Miller's better or worse, blah, blah, blah. I'm happy they both got two points tonight. But yeah, it kind of speaks to your point of the way the season's been going for Miller and the confidence he's playing with, whereas Besser, I, I joked around about saying BB might like to play for BB. Obviously, one of them's Besser, one of them's Boudreau. By the way, saying Bruce Boudreau quickly, it's very tough. 
Oh, I was listening. I was listening to Halford and Bruff this morning, and Mike Halford was fumbling that one a lot. He was dropping a lot of boost brudros. <laughs> yeah, I've I've done a few of those already. It's tough. I stutter yeah. already when it's it's even my own name, but yes, I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna call him BB Big Bruce, something like that. <laughs> Barbecue Bruce was Barbecue. one of the things going around. <laughs> um, Love it. Another thing I want to note from tonight, uh, Canucks outshot LA 31 or out hit LA 31 to 17. Um, So, I mean, this is a team that has been, you know, and again, hits aren't everything, right? And I I don't put a lot of stock into that. But again, sort of another little microcosm from this game, right? The team going out there and clearly just being more passionate, being more involved, going out there and throwing the body around, right? Uh, I, I think that definitely speaks to it. Yes. And part of that, this whole aggression yet discipline, only two penalties, uh, only two times shorthanded, and they killed them both off, which is cool. And they scored two of their own power play goals. So that's something else we didn't see under Travis Green is a team winning, the Canucks winning the special teams battle. Yeah, the PK looked good. Yeah. Like they they weren't really doing that 1-1-2 that, yeah, they've, yeah. that they've liked to do. Um, what do you think of those just... pairings, those offensive pairings? You like them? I I thought it was crazy. I that to go out there and be like, all right, we are we are taking the worst penalty kill in history, and we're oh Elias Pettersson, you're out there. Bo Horvat, you're out there. Sleepod Colson, you're yeah. out there. Right? Yeah. Like just throwing these guys in. Who yeah. I mean, Pettersson and Pod Colson have never killed penalties, right? Horvat has been <laughs> out there for like faceoffs, uh, and then we he'd get off the ice. Um, and I mean, he had mentioned, right? He had mentioned that someone had come up to him today and said, Hey, I want to be on the penalty kill. And he said, okay, but if you suck, don't ask me again, basically, yes. uh, which is a fair response. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was Patterson. I don't know if it was pod Colson. Uh, I don't know if it was Horvat. It could have been any of them, um, <laughs> but it seemed to have worked. We had like Dickinson diving, poke, checking the puck yeah. out of the zone. We had Tyler Mott, like, almost over committing a little bit dude too deep to throw hits on the penalty yeah. kill. Like they were on their man. They weren't giving because yeah. they've been really easy going and like giving teams the perimeter. And then eventually, you know, one pass gets through and, and mm. things go wrong. But here they were just like, all right, we're going to go to that. We're going to go to our guy. We're going to make them make a mistake. We're going to get down the ice. We're going to get shorthanded Elias Pettersson breakaways. <laughs> we're going to get like a two on one with like Dickinson and Horvat. I think at one point, like they, they just, it was a totally different look. Miller and Mott makes sense. Dickinson, Lamico, not great, but makes sense. Pearson and Horvat makes sense at even strength. And PD and Podkolzin makes no sense whatsoever. Yet that's how they 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 garnered that chance. And mm-hmm. I, and it's funny, Parker, when I say those four pairings, technically you have a center on each of those four in Miller, Horvat, Pedersen, and Lamico. Of course, you're, you're often changing on the fly when you're a penalty kill. You're not counting on a, winning a defensive zone faceoff. But yeah, I, I liked it. And if that's what he's going to try going forward, I'm all for it. Again, just one game, but a good start. Look, if the Canucks are going to allow this many goals on the penalty kill, maybe you can score a couple at the same time, right? Get get Pedersen out there getting a couple goals, and yeah. then maybe things are okay. Yeah, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch the replay of Petey's miss. Was it even close on the on the penalty shot? It was like an inch off. He uh, he, he got, a lot he of got room, right. He got Peterson moving over a little bit. He had yeah. the right side, and he just missed it by like an inch. Okay. 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 It was the right. It was the right play. He just didn't right. execute. Right. Gotcha. All right. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's my thoughts. I I'm just in a good mood, and I, I mean, I expected to go into this more so like breaking down like the history of Jim Benning and Travis Green and all that stuff, but yeah, I feel like we've done it so many times before, right? Like. Yeah. We've yes. talked about the eight years and the the bad 
free agent signings and the decent drafting and some of the trades were good and yep, all this yep. stuff. But we, we've been down that road before. And, you know, why live in the past when we can look forward to the future? Well, Parker, this is a new Parker I'm hearing tonight. This is this is the positivity coming out. So <laughs> playoffs. Let's see. <laughs> or it's the day cool uh, that you're drinking. No, one of the two. Maybe. Yeah. So, I mean. One thing I really liked about what Boudreaux said in his yeah. uh, in his press conference today uh, is he said, "Yeah, you're eight games out of the playoffs. That sounds bad, right? Because you got to like you got to go on like a hundred and whatever point pace. That sounds bad. You know what doesn't sound bad? Winning more games than you lose every week, yeah. right? You go out there and, and this week we win two of our three games. Well, now maybe we're only six points out, right? You do that yeah. for you do that for eight weeks, and now maybe you're only three points out of the playoffs in February." Right. Yeah. And then, oh, well, that's not that bad. Right. You just got to win a couple more than another team. Um, yeah. He gave me that little bit of hope. And I said and then and then he talked about his Anaheim thing where he's like, yeah. And then, you know, after I, you know, got my plan in there and like 10 days in, then we won like 21 out of 24 games or something. <laughs> and I was like, why are you why are you doing this to me, Bruce? Like, why are you trying to give me this hope? Because uh, I'm, I'm going to buy in um, and I'm just yeah. going to get hurt again. But I mean, he was saying all the right things. He was indeed. And didn't he also make a point? I can't remember the exact terminology used, but he said, yeah, we might be eight or nine points out of a playoff spot, but you can make up a point. Uh, did he say a point a month or a point a week? Making the point, a, point that, a week. Yeah. Right, right. So, so that in two months, then you're back in the thing. Yeah. And, th and then he said, followed up with saying, we got to win the next two out of three kind of thing. So yeah, I like it. I like him. Mm -hmm. Funny guy. Good guy. Yeah. Yeah. He seems, he seems like a good fit, at least for now. And I mean, what's kind of surprising is the contract, right? Like he's mm. to go out and get a guy like Bruce Boudreaux, who is, you know, very well tenured. Um, and, you know, he's been coaching for 15 years in the NHL and to go out and they basically signed him for this year and next year. And that's it. And apparently it came out today that next year is an option year. So, what? yeah. So like it's a, it's a team option. So technically the Canucks can just, let him go after this year with no consequence. So if they do bring in a president or a GM who wants to hire his own coach, mm. they are entirely within their right to do that. It will cost the team nothing. Um, but Hey, I mean, if Bruce Boudreaux is going to, you know, turn this ship around, then maybe he'll get that second year of his option. Well, I didn't know. Uh, and that option is widely reported Parker. Like that's uh, right now. Patrick Johnston tweeted it. Okay. Um, and his, I don't know, remember who his, who had mentioned it before him. Um, but I can definitely pull it up. Um, it was originally uh, Emily Kaplan reported it initially of ESPN. Oh. She's very reputable. Um, and then he said, just had someone tell me the same. Um, okay. So that is, uh, that is crazy, honestly. Yeah, that, that is interesting. Do you think, are you of the mind still sticking on this, this um, transition topic? Do you think they got to go president before GM truly start at the top or are you fine with them kind of doing it at the same time? Yeah, it feels like that's what you should do, right? You should bring in yeah. a president and then give him the autonomy to hire his manager. Um, I agree. Yeah. But then Aquilini said today, he said, you know, we're, we're, we'll, we're looking at all the options because he, he didn't say they were going to bring in a president. But then he said, uh, if we find a good like tandem, that would be a president and GM then that might be a route we go, mm -hmm. um, which kind of negates that whole thought, right? Because, <laughs> um, I mean, you're, you're picking two guys at the same time. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think having two guys doing the same job doesn't really matter at that point. Yeah.
And I must admit that I was more versed with coaching candidates, replacements than I am with GM. I, for GM, I just kind of hear what everyone talks about, right? That uh, Scott Melendy uh, ties yeah. to this ties to the franchise. Lawrence Gilman, would he come back? George McPhee, but why would he leave Vegas? So there's a, I, 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 Jim Rutherford, maybe not so good. So there's a lot of these um, that I admittedly, I don't know enough about who would be good GM candidates. Maybe that's the next thing I have to research or something, but the coaching seemed a little more, at least you can, it's easy to come up with names for, for coaching mm-hmm. candidates. And it's easier for that quick impact, right? <coughs> yeah. Um, that's the, that's the big thing. So yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a whole new day and, and that's just kind of nice. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yes. One thing I did want to bring up while we're here, um, the poll responses, we ran a poll at the beginning of this season. So it's time to shame you all uh, for getting things wrong. Um, and I don't have it pulled up right now, but I, I did have it pulled up earlier and it was something I, one of the questions we asked um, was will Travis Green be fired before May first, twenty twenty two? Ninety seven point three percent said no. Wow, so you're, all, you're all wrong. I mean, I think I was wrong too. Hmm. Uh, and then we asked, is Jim Benning fired before May first, twenty twenty two? Sixty eight or no, ninety two percent said no. Eight percent said yes. So ninety two percent of you were wrong there as well. Just like we were all wrong about would the Canucks make the playoffs, how many points they'd get, all that other stuff. But hey, um, at least that's. Uh, Uh, I I know this is a very knowledgeable and optimistic group we have here, Parker, but those numbers are astounding. I didn't know that, that we were so slanted collectively towards green and Benning will be fine and we'll make the playoffs. Yeah. All I think our expectation was that they were going to be, you know, in the, like right on the edge of the playoffs. And if, if every single person thinks that they're going to just barely make the playoffs, then everyone will say no. And then, Mm. right. So it kind of slants it. It's not like we were 98% sure. Yep. It was like everyone was 60% sure, and then that skews the results. Sure. Does Green get a job, and if so, as what? And does Benning get a job, and if so, as what? I think Green is a head coach somewhere else by opening night next year. Right. After um, some guy. Right. Could be earlier, right? I mean, Philly has an opening. <laughs> uh, that could be potential with AV getting uh, getting canned yesterday as well. Um, Jim Benning though, uh, in le- maybe as an AGM, I, yeah. I think there would be too much blowback from most fan bases after seeing the Jim Benning, you know, last eight years in Vancouver. Yeah. I agree with you. That, that's well said. I agree. Green, green will get picked up. He'll work again. He's well-liked, well-respected. Yeah. Yeah. Just I a matter of time. Yeah, it's timing. It's timing. Cause you're probably going to wait till some teams fall out of the playoff mix and, and end up doing away with their coach. But yeah, Vancouver and Philly in, within 24 hours of each other. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, we're going to hit two more quick topics and then we're going to go to the people because uh, we want your questions uh, on what we should uh, what we should talk about with all this new stuff happening. Uh, first thing, Louis Erickson. 1,000 NHL games. Good for you, Louis. Um, did you see the tweet that the Coyotes put out today? No, tell me about it. Oh my goodness. It was awesome. Um, they posted a picture of, of Louis Erickson, um, just dressed up to the nines. Um, let's see if I can find it here. Uh, in like, uh, this crazy suit and like a crown with a lion in front of him. 
uh, saying 1,000 career NHL games. I'm going to see if I can post this on uh, on screen here uh, really quickly. I'm excited. Uh, go to my downloads. Uh, it's not there. Um, here, Sorry. why don't you, you take over for a second because I have to show you this. Okay, so while Parker's looking for that, I was actually going to ask about another veteran Swede, ex-Canuck player, Alex Edler. In the chat, tell me, do you think that that TV timeout, I'm not sure if they showed it on TV, do you think that that tribute was good enough? It was actually well-received in the arena. It was the the quick 20-second video highlight on, on the Jumbotron. Then it was Edler getting off the bench to skate around for five or six seconds and wave to the fans, and then another 10 or 15 seconds of clapping while he was on the bench. So do you think the Canucks did Edler right with that? And secondly, did you notice Edler during this game at all? He laid out a, you know one hit on Chase on that I really noticed behind the net. But anyways, put it in the chat as Parker shows us. This, yeah, let's show yeah. you this uh, this Louis Erickson image. It's gonna go right in front of us, and I'm gonna take the uh, take this away. The wow. official Arizona Coyotes account posted this photo today uh, <laughs> for his 1,000th career game, uh, which is just that's just great social media. Um, <laughs> they've been they've been living up the uh, the Arizona or the the Louis Erickson thing. And uh, Parker, have you yeah, seen uh, the, the musical Hamilton? I have not. Okay, so there's a there's a, a character in there, the king, and that's exactly what it looks like. In fact, he mm. can play the king in Hamilton. I, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, I just think I just thought that was really fun. Uh, and then, yeah, I also want to give a shout out, like you said, Alex Edler, who scored his hundredth goal uh. the other day against Jake and Markstrom. We thought it would happen tonight, to be honest, because that seemed like it would make too much sense. But yeah. he got on Marky, uh, which is just as good. Just trying to look, what it, so Edler's stat obviously no goals, no assists because no no king scored. Three shots, four hits, one block in 20 minutes. That's a good night. Yeah, good night for a man. Do you have? Yep. Was he a minus? He, no, nope. you know, he was a plus. No, only he was a zero. Who was born With, fought? <laughs> Bjorn. Yeah, I have no idea. He only played 15 minutes, and uh, he was two. minus two. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's take some of your questions, your thoughts. Um. I haven't been reading them yet. So yeah. if you've got any uh, that you want to go with and guys, if you do want to get your questions in for us, uh, if you want our thoughts on anything or on like the Boudreaux stuff, green Benning, all that stuff. Now's the time to, uh, excuse me. Now's the time to get those in. We got to give Parker some love. He is fighting through. I, I can hear it. Uh, but I think his positivity is, is drowning his sickness in just a, a pool of mute. No, I don't want to say mucus, but like it just, just <laughs> drowning it. And Parker, you are, you're a trooper, man. Good job. Good job. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is getting worse as the night goes on, but that is okay. <laughs> uh, what do you guys, what do you guys got for us? Anything you're seeing here that uh, you want to pull up there? There was a lot earlier, but I, yeah, I'm no, not I scroll. Scroll. sure. I'll just find anything. I'm in a good okay. mood. You're in a good mood. Ah, wow. e how about East Sides, uh, the one they just put it? Is there a chance Linden comes back as possible present? I say no. I think that Bridges Burn, Ship Assailed, whatever knowledge you want to use, Parker. You want to get more fun? What's the chance uh, Gillis President Gilman GM? Oh, I would take Gilman as GM. I would. But yeah, Linden, I, I just think, yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't, um, yeah, he was at odds with Aquilini. Let's just put it that way. And yeah. then he was upset when Benning basically took Aquilini's side. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, there's no way that happens. Yeah. Uh, I don't think. Um, 
Let's see if I can uh, I can find some if I scroll up a little bit. Yeah, I saw someone asked a good question about PK. I saw. Uh, um... uh, well, there's no way I'm going to be able to find anything with that. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's great. Charms is asking, was I chanting along, Bruce? There it is in the arena clay. Yes, I was. I nice. was. I I picked up on it. Yeah, and then uh, you know, for when for people like me who are actually born uh, around acting cool when that song came out it was actually kind of funny then the rogers arena dj picked up on it and then no word of a lie parker i'm not asking for yours or everyone else's approval but i got three different people text me after the game saying clay there's your next parody song and i said i don't know if anyone wants to hear me rap that's too easy yeah that's good <laughs> do you want to be in it on me can you rap no but i can <laughs> i can i can be a background dancer oh sweet <laughs> um Nathaniel asks, uh, hello, which player benefits the most from coach Boudreaux? Go ahead. Um, I mean, for what we've seen so far, I I'm going to go with Besser uh, yeah. just because I feel like they've got this vibe. Um, I'm hoping it's Pedersen though. Right. And those are the two guys I would have said too. You, you look at the two guys that are under achieving, underperforming. So it's those two. And then we just talked about 10 minutes ago how Boudreaux does well with offensive players, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Perry, Getzlaff. So, yeah, I, I agree. It's those twos. And and especially with PD's new contract, Besser trying to earn a new contract, it it uh, stands to to say that that we need them both going for sure. And Yuho uh, Lamico, apparently, uh, is going <laughs> to be sick under uh, Bruce Boudreaux. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nate saying, what are the expectations for this year now for you the, and Canuck, for you Canucks fans that Bruce is there now? Um, they're, they're still in a deep hole, right? <laughs> it's, we're not saying, oh, well, he turned Anaheim or he turned Washington around and Anaheim around. He's, he's, he's going to, the Canucks are going to win 40 of the last 55 games and we're going to be sailing into the playoffs, right? No, that's not the expectation. The expectation is uh a bounce back right it's it's the offensive players being who we expect them to be it's hopefully mm -hmm. more fun games mm -hmm. and it's hopefully just at least making things interesting if they do, somehow pull it off it's a miracle what are we nine 15 and two now is that right yeah 20 points 20 points in 26 so yeah, it's an uphill battle and i you guys know i'm the king of positivity parker for tonight is at least the king of positivity Check this out, you guys. They're 9, 15, and 2. They're six games under 500, not six games away from a penalty. I mean, a playoff position. They're six games under 500, which only gets you not even in a playoff position. So picture this. In the 12 games remaining in December, to make up a six-game gap, in, they have to go 9 and 3 just to get to 500. So when you say it out loud like that, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. But if you just win one game more than you lose every week, it's pretty easy. So just do that all season <laughs> yeah. long, right? Two out of three, two out of three. You got it. Uh, let's see here. Um, RP88 saying, what roles do you predict for the Sedins next season? Ooh. I mean, they're already sort of getting, you know, they're part of this executive committee that is sort of forming here already. Like they're top five in the organization at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, a, a big rise for sure. I don't think they even anticipated this. I also don't think they're ready to be right. i i don't know this for sure but and i don't know if they'd want it quite frankly with everything they said do you remember parker when they did their their media availability they're very humble as we expected very full of integrity but they simply said they don't even know what they're going to be good at they don't even know what they're going to like doing so right yeah 
So I, I don't think they're gonna be AGM. I don't think they're gonna be GM. I don't think they're gonna be president. I think they might they may elevate and and have more confidence in speaking in the role of special advisors at the GM. But maybe they're doing the same thing just with a bigger voice next year. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is a great comment from Travis Green saying, oh. send me and notable Canuck Clay subscriber Jim Benning your condolences as we have recently <laughs> lost our jobs and are sad. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was that was pretty good. Yes. We salute you, Travis Green. And, Thank you, Travis. Uh, and Canuck Clay subscriber Jim Benning. <laughs> Uh, genuinely wish you guys the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, um, our Canucks saying, have you seen the clip where coach Boudreaux makes bird sounds? No, but I'm going to look it up after yes, this. That sounds excellent. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, uh, Shannon saying, I'm wondering if this new coach is only here for the rest of the season and next season, then are we back to looking for a new coach? Well, yeah, boost mm. Bruce. See, there it is. Boost Boudreaux, uh, Bruce <laughs> Boudreaux. Is he's 66 years old, right? Yeah. Uh, so he might, he, you know, who knows how long he wants to continue coaching for. Uh, if things go really well these next two years, then maybe he stays longer. Um, but, you know, if things go just okay or the new GM wants someone different, uh, then he would, uh, then he'd get let go. Yeah, Shannon, and thank you for asking. I'm glad that you asked those types of questions. No question is a bad question. We're all learning here, we're all figuring out all this terminology. But as Parker said, Technically, Boudreaux is under contract for this year and next year. But as Parker said, the club has what's called an option, meaning they have the option of actually offering Boudreaux that contract for next year. Hopefully he does. You know, they will if he does very well. But the fact that even with that option year, he's done at the end of next season, it does signal that at least from a coaching standpoint, there's more, as I've heard a lot of people say, it's more of a bridge as opposed to the final the destination. Future. You got it. Yeah. You got it. Um. Curtis saying, what is it about Travis Green that would make him attractive as a head coach to another team? His record isn't good. A lot of the Canucks problems this year have been in coachable areas. Hmm. That's an excellent question. I'll, I'll take the first stab. Some would argue that he did relatively well with the players he was given. So if you are of the mind that you think more of the mess was because of Jim Benning, because of the way Benning built this team over the past eight years and didn't truly rebuild properly, then you could argue that Travis Green did okay. He overachieved in the bubble, for sure. He underachieved last season. So maybe the truth is somewhere in the middle, as we like to say. But he's very well-respected. He's very well-liked. He's a, he's technically very, very sound. So one could argue that it was simply a bad mix of him and the players here. But that doesn't make him a poor coach. I, I'm trying to build up the case for him mm -hmm. just to see, you know, to take that side. Yeah. And and keep in mind he's 50, right? He he's been in he's been an NHL coach for 5 years, right? Mm. This was his first gig. Um in theory, he's learning, right? Just as everyone is learning every day. Yeah. Um so maybe he's better next time. Maybe he's better in his third role, you know? It's uh if if people think that he'll get better as time goes on, then that would be a, a decent bet. Great point, Parker. Yeah, cuz the, the Canucks were his first NHL job. Remember, we promoted him from Utica at the time. So many of these coaches, Boudreaux's on his fourth team in, in yeah, as a 66-year-old. So you could see Travis Green easily get at least one or two more coaching gigs before, yeah, in the next five or 10 years total. I, I could see it happening for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so how are you doing? Saying, what are your thoughts on, on Boudreaux utilizing his best players on the PK? Mm -hmm. uh, and do you think players ever asked Green before and he never gave them the opportunity? I would assume they would have asked if they asked Boudreaux day one, right? <laughs> I'm sure they asked Green too, who they probably had more of a rapport with. 
Yep, I'd agree with you on that, Parker. And uh, so we don't know if if Travis Green laughed him off, if he strongly considered it, or who knows. But um, yeah, almost like remember when John Tortorella was here for that one season, he talked about the Sedins killing penalties. He wanted his yep. best players to play blocking shots. Yeah, that, that's scaring everyone exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, maybe we don't want our best players to get hurt. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Um, Gary saying, after all these years, why not give the presidency to Stan Smeal? Actually, you go with this one because you, uh, we never finished that thought. You said that you were slightly surprised that Steamer got the AGM, uh, I mean, the interim GM role. Yeah. I mean, Chris Gear seemed like the one that made sense because yeah. has how like well respected he has been known to be in the organization. And I think we've just never really seen Stan Smeal speak publicly. Um, right. Like literally all we have was like that clip from the draft where he messed yeah. up Pug Golden's name and, and looked not great. Um, but the way he spoke today, he seemed like he had purpose, like he, he had a vision. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't think, I, I mean, I don't think he's maybe ready for that role. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he seems to be, uh, someone who could in the future. I don't, I mean, I'm sure he's getting up there in, in age. He is 63, so maybe not, right. but yeah, he uh, uh, he's the interim GM, and he he looked like he uh, he cared. Yes, he looks like he cared. At the same time, Parker, I get the sense that because of his loyalty and dedication to this franchise, as he spoke about, as you spoke about, he would be fine if the team found someone with a bit more uh, pedigree, a bit more experience, and if Stan Smeal could support that person, whether it's the president or the GM, I think he would humbly do it. I really would. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think so. so. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Edmund saying, "Do you think Hughes will be great offensively, like how Mike Green was in Washington under Boudreaux? Isn't he almost there? Or maybe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Hughes is already great offensively. Uh, yeah. Could he get better? That would be crazy. I'd love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I don't think we need to be you know praying for that. I think that's that would be nice. <laughs> um, but I I don't think we should be you know I don't think that should be our goal." Uh, yeah. He did look like he was buzzing a bit out there tonight, and mm-hmm. clearly he's getting ice time, right? He had almost yeah. every Canuck D-man had 18, 17 minutes of ice time, <laughs> and he had 26. So, <laughs> And by the way, I got to meet Edmund at the game today for the first time, so nice. pretty cool. And Edmund, thanks for being here and supporting us as always. There's something else I was going to say about uh, Green, Hughes, Wash. Uh, it'll come to me. Okay. Sorry, man. That was bad. It'll come to me. No, <laughs> um uh nathaniel saying why isn't bruce boudreaux good in the playoffs is his offensive style just not a fit for the postseason it seems like they just blew it a lot like they had like three two leads in series and they'd lose and they just they just choked uh a lot and that yeah. cost him his job he definitely has a reputation of working and we've talked about it, working well with offensive players but as parker you mentioned he did say today no one said you can't have good offense without good defense. So he obviously acknowledges the, oh, I remember what I was going to ask now. He obviously acknowledges the the defense part of the game, which leads me to my question. Did you see somewhere that they're saying that Brad Shaw is indeed going to run the D and not Scott Walker? Yeah, I think that is yeah. what they said uh, today. So that was an interesting little twist. Because um, yeah. was he running the PK before? Is that how it was set up? I thought Baumgartner... Usually, right, defense and PK, offense and, and power play. But I thought Baumgartner was running defense and PK. Then I thought Scott Walker was going to replace him. But maybe you go Shaw, Walker, and 
still Jason King. Maybe all three of them are on the bench. Were they all on the bench tonight? I don't even know. I think I think they were. I wasn't okay. really paying attention to that, though. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Me too. Me too. But yeah, Bradshaw came in as a defensive guru, so maybe now is his chance to to shine. I don't know. Hopefully. We'll that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Carol's saying, do you think this game could be the turning point of the season? If so, what do you think they need to do to get even better to get into the playoffs? Let's talk about playoffs. What about them? <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, I, look, I want them. Yeah, it's it's tough. It would be it would be an amazing story, but it is one game, right? They could very well lose to Boston on Wednesday, pretty bad, and we'll be sad again. Um, but for right now, I mean, let's live it up a little bit, right? The Canucks are undefeated under Bruce Boudreaux. They've never allowed a goal. <laughs> Brock Besser's scored every game. This yeah. is great. But Carol, to answer your question fairly, this could be a turning point for sure. But unfortunately, they are so they've dug such a big hole that even if they play quite well, win more than they lose, they still might not make it. So as I think I saw a stat wasn't before tonight's game, they had a 1.8 chance of making the playoffs. I saw that somewhere. That sounds about right. Yeah. So Better maybe it up, was up though. to Yeah, to what? Two and a half? Maybe. Maybe. Hey, that's that's a chance. One in forty. Yeah, but I I like what Parker's as much as I want them to make the playoffs. I love what Parker said. Let's enjoy these games. Let's enjoy these wins. And you could argue that was one of, if not the most enjoyable game already for this season. Yeah, uh, I mean, you could, yeah. I was asked. I was asked that on my post game. You know, what was the most enjoyable game? Was it this Rangers. one? And the Rangers one was a big yeah. one. The yeah. Stars one was good. Yeah. Um, but I think this one just has such a different feeling to it. Like mm -hmm. it feels different. Uh, and yeah. I think that's the key. That's fair. That's fair. That Rangers game was pretty nuts. I was pretty jealous. You were there. Mm -hmm. it's a good I was one. bowling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Is that the one that got you, uh, they took picture of you and you were in yes. the, <laughs> yes, I was, uh, I locked eyes with JT after okay, he scored. Making sure. Yeah. <laughs> we're best friends now. Um, <clears throat> okay. Uh, any other good ones here? Uh, do you know anything about Scott Walker? Yeah, I do a little bit. I know that he was drafted by the Canucks in '93. I do know um, that he. Parker, were you born? Oh yeah, you were born in '93, just not that old. No, you no, weren't. I was not. No. Sorry, I gave you ten years by accident. Okay, so I do remember, uh, and I, I looked this up to 124th overall. So that's the start of the fifth round. I remember that he played three seasons for the Canucks before he went on to play for Nashville and other teams. And I do remember that he would get about 15 points a season and 140 penalty minutes. So nice. He was, yeah, he was, he was aggressive. He was tough. He was, he didn't take any crap from anyone. He was a bit of a poop disturber. Um, and, and one of those guys that you, you need on your, your bottom six to stand up for your teammates. So I think I've heard a lot of people talk about, I hope that he brings and instills that aggression, that, that grit, that stand up for your teammate type attitude into our team. So I'm still uh, curious to see what his actual role is. If Shaw isn't doing defense, Jeff King, uh, James, Jeff King, Jason King's still on offense. We'll see where he fits in as well. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was popular coach Rob. Yeah. He was a very popular player. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, any of these other ones you want to take here? I am. Uh, I'm starting to fade a little bit. No, we got to take care of you, man. You, you, we got to take care of you for sure. And we, we almost made it to the hour anyways. We're good. We're good. All right. We're going to wrap up there. A little shorter tonight, um, but I've been, I mean, I started my stream at like 940. So 
I've been going for a while. I am yep. tired. I got to get some sleep so I can feel better tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> thank you guys very much for joining us tonight uh, at the start of a new era. If you haven't already, like Clay mentioned, hit that subscribe button. We're over 900 now. Let's see if we awesome. can get that close to 1,000. Um, you guys are awesome. 250 of you in here at 11 11 here on a uh, on a was it monday night you guys are crazy um very crazy so thank you guys very much if you missed any part of the show you can rewind it here on youtube or it'll be up on your favorite podcast platform in about 20 30 minutes or so uh you can find me at parker's pucks parker's pucks on youtube clay at cannot clay uh on youtube and twitter uh clay any parting words tonight <laughs> I have a lot, but I, I want to get you to bed uh, and get you some rest. So I'll just say this. Yes, it's one game, but in the arena or on TV, this is unlike any game that we've seen this season. And that's not me over-dramatizing it. That's me witnessing the eye test, the eye test. And I'm sure the analysts would back me up a little bit. Let's enjoy it for what it is. Let's enjoy this, this new attitude, this breath of fresh air, like you said, Parker, uh, but let's not over hype our expectations because it has a much rather win for nothing than lose for nothing. So let's see as the team develops, as they face tough competition, as they continue to go through this homestand. And if the Canucks come out of December at 500 or very close to it, then I think we're having a different conversation. But for now, let's take it indeed as cliche as it sounds one day at a time, just like you need to take it one sleep at a time, brother. Awesome. All right. And with that, we'll wrap up. Thank you guys very much. Like I said, make sure you subscribe, make sure you hit the like button. Do all that good stuff. Uh, Coach Rub says, see you in the Stanley Cup finals. <laughs> that, that's not our message, but hey, you know what? We'll take the optimism. Uh, have a good night, everyone, and we will see you uh, next week.